And I am currently missing Summer Blade box. I am missing a box from Tokyo that should have arrived over the weekend. Actually, should have arrived on Friday because it's um, a subscription um, subscription boxes. And I guess how however the witness person has set them up was they've set them up one day after after the other. Yeah. So one box will arrive one day, the next box will arrive the next day, and the third box will arrive the third day. <laughs> and I'm worried because it was my trip to the box. Right. And well, she doesn't know what this is. Um, in October was the first time I had ever gotten one of these things. The trick or treat box is we I got the box around um, Halloween time. My first box around Halloween time. Mm-hmm. And it's Japanese uh, snacks and treats. And I don't know. I basically put my hand in the box. I pull something out. I eat it, and it's it's a gamble as to whether it's a trick or a treat. The trick being, it's something completely disgusting. <laughs> the treat is, it's something completely good. The first time I got one of these boxes, I called up my friend and I asked him, do you want to try and kill me? <laughs> so it's like almost everything in there tasted like seaweed. Oh. And it was just disgusting. But speaking of that, I've actually got actually three more things I've got to eat out of this thing. Maybe we'll finish the clock talk tonight. But really quickly, how was your how how was how was your guys' holiday? Well, mine was pretty good. Uh, we. Open presents on Christmas morning over here. And then we went to my sister's. She just bought a house. Oh. And so nice. she hosted Ooh. Christmas, which is the first time we've never gone to my grandma's house for Christmas. So I have mixed feelings on that because I can totally understand why my grandma was happy about not having to host Christmas because she's, you know, a few years away from 90. But it seems the same. Like... It, you know what? I don't know. It's the first time. It's the first time in sixty years that Christmas hasn't been at her house. So I have never known a Christmas that wasn't at her house. You know, your so grandmother is a, a lot different than the woman who lives next door to us because. When we moved in, we became adopted family right away. We all of a sudden, 
mom became the the uh, the fourth daughter, and I became the thirteenth granddaughter. Oh goodness. <laughs> And every Christmas Eve, we'd go over there, and she's, like, almost at being 90. Last year was the first year she did not do Christmas Eve at her house. Evidently, she did not like it because she had Christmas Eve at her house this year. Well, you know, I think some people resist growing old, and some people go with it. I think she just likes to feed people, especially me and my mother whenever we whenever we were going over there. She could have people she hadn't seen in 20 years. Okay, she will throw them out of whatever chairs they're sitting in just to plop us down there. (laughs) And we live right next door. Like, she could see us whatever. (laughs) These are people she hasn't seen in 20 years and probably won't ever see again. Yeah. And she's throwing them out. Well, you know... Yeah, and another part of my Christmas, it was kind of sad, though. Like, I visited my my uncle, Val. He lives in a nursing home. He only has, like, one working limb and schizophrenia and stuff. So I was visiting him, and I got the whole family to go with me. I mean, not the whole family. Uncle Kevin didn't go, but Grandma went, and my dad went, and, you know, Fred and I were there. My My sister didn't go. Um, but we were all visiting my uncle Bell, and he has a roommate, right? Mm-hmm. And his roommate was really depressed and sad because, like, you know, we were all visiting my uncle, and it just reminded him that nobody was visiting him. He's he's like, I don't know if I have any family, living family left. Like, nobody comes to see me. I don't know why I'm here, which is probably why he's there. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. but it just, it made me really sad and upset that, like, someone would just, like, put a neighbor or a friend or a family member in a nursing home and just, like, jump them there and never come back. And I I went to talk to one of the nurses. I'm like you have a next of kin, somebody that you would contact if something were to happen to him or whatever on file, you could call and be like, hey, you know, it's Christmas. He's really sad and depressed because no one's come to see him. Like, maybe you could come by and see him. And they had nobody on file, nobody to contact. There was literally nobody. Like, he is utterly alone. And it... it, So... I think we're going to adopt my uncle's roommate. Oh. There you go. Well, see, then he will have somebody to come and see him. What have you got? Uh-oh. Well, and it, it really affected my dad, I think, because, you know, my dad started talking to him, and my dad's like, you know, 
what did you do when you used to work? And he was a, a sheet, sheet metal worker. You know, my dad's worked in construction, so my dad's worked with a lot of sheet metal workers. <laughs> and I I think for a brief moment, my my dad saw a possible future. Yeah. And, I mean, oh, I know my well, dad understands that we're never just going to, like, shove him in a home and leave him there. Like, as long as I'm alive, that's not going to happen. Oh, God. But oh, other God. other than other than that, other than dealing with the problems of our society, like it was a great Christmas. Okay, that will like teach me to like look at the package and look at the smiling character and think it's gonna taste good. <laughs> Mm. Uh, excuse me. You would think by now, I've been eating these things since October, that I should know better than to like look at the package and see, oh, there's a cute little creature on there. He's smiling. He's happy. Yeah, you know that's the trick with those Japanese snacks. That was a Kamadi... Saki Happy Turn Rice Cracker. I mean, even the the name of the item is deceiving. <laughs> Not that good, happy. I take it. It's supposed to be salt, sweet, and salty, but it's more salty than sweet. And the way they do the salty part is they do fish. Ooh. They do like a fish taste to it. So it's like, yeah, I definitely tricked myself there. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Okay. So, Summer Blade, how is how is your Christmas as I go to open up another package? Um, actually, pretty good. I uh, went over to my uncle's and spent time with my dad and his family. Um, and then we spent Christmas morning here at the house, me and the boyfriend and our two roommates, and then we went over to uh hit. The boyfriend's youngest son's house, and spent most of the evening there. And Tony Bird, Mr. Salty, who is now in bed, got his present of he got some extra little treats in his little in his stocking, so he was happy. Aww. And he got extra cookies and peanuts. Kimchi rice cakes. Yeah, I should have known. Kimchi. That oh. sounds good. No, it's disgusting. <laughs> I actually got quite a pile of ponies this year. <laughs> yes, and and, and th- thank you both for the ponies. You're welcome. 
I love the customs. I love I love that I that I now am the proud owner of of Kitty Love. Well, we we're gonna wait till like the next time we're on the air to say what we got for Christmas. Okay. Okay, I just like the thing. I'm not even gonna eat it. <laughs> it's like okay, I can already smell it. Did Melody like the uh the little ponies that she got? Yes. Yes she did. Good. <laughs> okay. I just Clean lit a fire, so Japanese barbecue. Yeah, I am not eating that. Oh, I wouldn't put your puppy near the fire, sweetheart. But I love my my present from Nishi. It so goes with what everybody else has been buying me. <laughs> yeah, and and Summerblade, you will get something from me. I just haven't figured out what. That's okay. I I know you've got school and and the kid and lots of stuff going on. Oh yeah. Okay. I'm going I can to send you my cat. No, I, I'm good. We're supposed to get a dog this spring, and the cat we have my now does not like other cats. <laughs> my cat thinks he's a dog. He's the sliding glass door wanting to be let out. <laughs> he plays fetch. Oh, it's a cat that plays fetch. That's interesting. He plays fetch better than most dogs I've ever had. He actually brings the toy back so you can throw it again. Oh. When we had the last dogs that we had were Pomeranians. And you throw the ball and they go after it. And if Gizmo got it, she'd bring it halfway back and then look at you. <laughs> like, well, you gotta come get it from me then. Yeah, so I would reach my hand out and be like, oh, I can't reach it. And you pick it up and move it like a, a centimeter forward and then look at you again, like, is that close enough? <laughs> like, oh, I still can't reach it. And she, she'd slowly, like, bring it, like, centimeter by centimeter closer. Oh, fetch the hard way. Oh, yes. Okay. I get the feeling that she was like, like, she was a human that got reincarnated as our dog, but she never forgot that she used to be a human. (laughs) I miss her. She was a good dog. Okay. I just tried the last, well, the second to last treat because the last treat is actually the DIY. Mhm. And this stuff is a lot of memory enhancing gum. Memory enhancing gum. Okay. <laughs> it is ginkgo biloba extract and herb often used in herb tea claims to improve one's ability to retain and recall information like words, names, plans perfect for when you have an important exam coming up. 
I can just see this being sold out like about like you know around April in Japan. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> because if anybody doesn't know, April is the end of the school year in in Japan. Oh, with finals and whatnot. Yeah. And in order to get in, especially when you're going from middle to any school, you actually have to take an exam to find out what school you can go in, you can get into. Right. So. Okay, so the last thing I have is the, the DIY thing. I'll do that next weekend. I'll eat it. The one thing, the one reason why I'm really worried about my toad, the Tokyo treat box, is because it has something liquid in it, and it's mm-hmm. freezing here now. Well, as long as it's not like in a glass bottle, it should be okay. It's, they've been sending plastic bottles, so everything's in plastic bottles. So, but I still worry that it's going to freeze and pop. Well, usually in plastic bottles, they leave enough open space so that if the liquid, you know, expands, that it has a little bit of room to expand into, so it shouldn't pop open. Oh, yeah. And And plastic usually have enough give to compensate for that anyhow. Yeah, and these one they especially I think they probably have these especially made to go overseas because there's a little bit less product in it in any of the liquid stuff that I've gotten than what would be well, in it like here. Yeah. Well, I mean, if they're going to be shipping something, they have to keep in mind, you know, temperature changes and things of that nature. But this should have been delivered on Friday because my Kawaii box, which is from the same company, and my beauty box, which is from the same company, came Saturday and today. Hmm. Well, you should be getting your box from me soon because I know Nishi already got her box from me. And mine still says out for delivery. Okay. And it should have been delivered by 8 p.m. today, and it's now 8.53. Yeah, well, maybe it'll be there by tomorrow. Yeah. I do want to share with you guys a present I'm really excited about. What's that? Okay. I got two really thoughtful presents this year. One was from my dad and one was from my husband. And they're, they're not related at all as far as presents go, but, but I, I'm very excited about both of them. My husband got me Bulbasaur from Build-A-Bear. Oh, cool. Aww. The, 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 the true-to-life size Bulbasaur, you know? Yeah. So excited. And, and he... he 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 says he did the heart ceremony with it, and he he even put the little voice chip in the foot, so you squeeze uh-huh. it, and oh. it's just oh that oh that's <laughs> oh. it has, it has yeah. like like five or six 
little Bulbasaur sayings. It even has Bulbasaur laughing, which is the most adorable thing you've ever heard. <laughs> oh, my God. And the next time I get to go to Build Bear will not be until next year, So, and it will probably be sold out, and I'll never hear it. Oh, and oh, you should see, you should, I don't have the Vulpix, but the life-size Vulpix there is to die for. I've seen pictures. And, I've been trying and, to stay yeah. off of, uh, I've been trying to stay off of Build-A-Bear. I've been trying to stay off, away from the uh, Pony Project <laughs> website. And away from Clipper because, as we all know, Clipper is my pony dealer. <laughs> well, so you're, what you're saying is I shouldn't tell you that they're coming out with uh, sweetheart sister poses that you can oh. Awesome. He better tell me when and where I can when when they're coming out because he knows I'm gonna be up on up all over them like in 15 seconds. <laughs> Oh, don't worry. I'm sure Clipper already has a few set aside for you. <laughs> and then I know Clipper is my waiting dad, for the day to tell me we yeah. have the, the, the new, we have new ponies. <laughs> yes. Oh, and so the other present that I got that I'm really excited about because it means there's projects I can finally finish that have been on hold for a long time now. Mm-hmm. My dad got me a Dremel 3000 and a kit with 250 bits for it. Ooh. Wow. Very cool. The things I can do. It's, oh, (laughs) haven't had a chance to play with it yet, but there, there there are projects that have been on hold. For a long time, I've been asking for one of these Dremel tools for like the last decade. <laughs> and yeah, I finally and dug that, mine out of storage, and I got to play with mine too. Yeah. Well, and and you know, the only reason that I think the message finally got through is like my sister, because she just bought a house, right? She's moved out, but she hasn't moved all her crap out of my dad's house. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so. He was showing me like the mess that was still left in her room, and I, like, she has this this. Uh, it's not a Dremel; it's like Harbor Freight rotary tool, you know. But it's the same thing essentially, just not as good. Mm-hmm. But, but you know, and she had a bunch of like bits with hers too, and I'm like, and she just left it here. Like I've been asking for one for the last decade, and she has one, and I didn't even know, and she's just left it here. It's like, well, fine, I'm gonna take. He's like, don't take your sister's tool. Maybe you'll get one for Christmas. Oh, and I and the the reason I got the Dremel version and not an off-brand is because Dad ordered the off-brand from Lowe's, and they told him it would be here on the 18th, I guess. It uh-huh. wasn't there on the 18th. It wasn't there on the 19th. It wasn't there on the 20th. So oh, Dad goodness. called, and he's like, where, where is this? So your, your website said it would be, if I ordered it, you know, back on the, on the 10th, that it would be there by no later than the 18th. You're like, well, 
The bad news is it's not going to be there till the 27th. Oh, oh my God. But it's a Christmas present. <laughs> I need it by, by, like, you know, the 25th, and you're not open on the 25th, so I need it by the 24th. Um, so, yeah, he canceled his order and just went in and bought one of the, the Dremels that were in stock. Oh, but that worked out better anyway. You yeah. Because like, I really, honestly, I was expecting to get, like, a Harbor Freight one like my sister has. Mm-hmm. You know? Because they're cheaper, like, a lot. <laughs> but, yeah, so when I opened it and it said Dremel 3000, I'm like, yes! <laughs> the ones I can make! The ones I can make! <laughs> oh, carousel ponies! I can finally make carousel ponies! Oh, yes, that's true. I have a tool that has bits that I can cut down down to the right size. It is now officially 12 hours. Hmm? It has officially been 12 hours since this thing was scanned as out for delivery. What the package? Yes. There's just some mail carrier out 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 in Illinois somewhere that like took your package and decided that rather than finishing doing deliveries, he's just driven to the middle of like an abandoned airstrip or a field somewhere, and he's just doing cookies with your package in the in the back of the truck. You know what? I would not doubt it because the Berlin Post Office, I've had registered packages come from Japan, and they don't ring the doorbell, they don't knock, and all they do is just leave a slip that says, attempted package delivery. It's like, how Uh can you attempt to deliver the package if you don't even knock on the door? Because my office is like right off of the front door, so I'm gonna hear you, or you don't ring the doorbell. Well, they attempted, but not very hard. (laughs) They attempted not, because even my mother had said, like, it's like. Did you did you hear somebody knock on the door? She's like, no. So it's like they're not even trying. And I know it's oh no. Whenever my my regular carrier is off, so I will be calling tomorrow to find out where this package is currently at. Unfortunately, the Japanese package I can't call on because I don't have a tracking number because they don't do tracking numbers on these. I just have to wait until the uh, the 24th of next month. Uh-huh. Because, you know, things could have gotten caught up at customs, especially since it's food coming into the country. But it's never, I've never had a package stop. 
at customs. So, well, with the holiday weekend, a lot of things probably got held up longer than they should have been. So, maybe you'll get everything tomorrow. That's what I'm kind of hoping for. But I do have some news I do want to share that probably every listener already knows because I couldn't contain myself and I posted it on Facebook already. (laughs) After 27 years of writing, I finally decided I am actually going to get published. Oh, great. Sweet. So I signed up with a, with a publishing company. It's not a traditional company. It is a self-publishing company simply because I'm an unknown writer. hmm And I don't have any sales to back up, you know, a traditional company from taking me on. Right. I looked around at different self-publishing companies, came across one where the writer, one writer actually went from their company to a regular traditional publishing house. Probably easier to start with a small self-publishing company and then you get like a little bit of a, a portfolio and that way a larger publishing house can decide whether or not they want to take any sort of risk based on, like, what kind of portfolio and sales you have, I guess. that That's basically about it. It's just basically my putting my foot in the water and getting sales, a sales record behind me. Um, I've already signed up with the company. I've just got to finish... I'd already gone through the book and I'd already submitted it to one company, but they didn't tell me they were self they were a self publishing company. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, you guys basically lied to me. Um, no way am I going to let you guys handle my book. This company came out and said they are they have packages they have different packages. Um, I had started off with one package. I did upgrade because it gave me more because once I put the book in and get it approved, I'm actually going to start a Patreon page and they give me um, business cards, bookmarks, posters, free books. And basically, those are going to be things for for giveaways at different price amounts. Well, that sounds great. Kind of help, to kind of help yeah, me. Yeah, I've, I've heard to, good things about pay Patreon. Off. Yeah, and I actually support one person on Patreon, so it's a great. It's a great website for anybody that does anything. And I yeah, I've been thinking about it. supporting. Uh, Brian Hull and uh, Peter Hollins on Patreon. Hmm. I hope Peter Hollins is. Me. Of course, I will. 
what her friends for. <laughs> but no, uh, P- Peter Hollins and and his wife uh, Avine are I think are both on Patreon. But anyway, they live in Eugene, Oregon, and they they're, they're both really talented singers. With so uh, Peter Hollins has worked with like uh, uh, Lindsey Sterling and done like the Skyrim theme and like Legend of Zelda and. And uh, he's done some really good Christmas music, and everybody does, does Christmas music, I guess. Um, yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. oh, he and he but, he and his wife did uh, did Beauty and the Beast at the Elsinore Theater in Salem, which is pretty cool. I love that theater. I've been to it a lot because my Fred Fred's cousin is in ballet, and we've been to <laughs> we've been to all of her ballets, and Ooh. they've been at the Elsinore. So, ah. but um. But yeah, um, so yeah. they, I mean, I did upgrade my package because it's like a lot more stuff that I could give give out and offer up to people who do monthly. And granted, yeah, you can just like do like one time only, but it's kind of like anybody who sticks around at the price point or even upgrade. And stays at that price point, you know. They'll get something, and they'll even get what they're gonna. They would have gotten at the lower price point. But the two biggest price points would be getting a free, a free, either a free signed paperback or a free signed hard, hard covered book. There you go, full book hug. But yeah, so but that I'm not doing until after the project's already been approved by the company because I don't want to you know start getting money and it hasn't even been approved by the publisher yet. Right, but I'm already putting the money into it. the one sad thing is my uncle is basically thinking this is the worst idea I've ever had. And my mm-hmm. mother is 50-50 on it. Well, tough cookies for them. I mean, it's like not not I, to put too fine a point on it, but is I mean, I'm, it's not like it's not like you've traditional work entirely and decided exactly. to be a professional poet. You know, <laughs> you're you know you're working and you're trying to write a book, and it's yeah not unheard of, and it's it's not. It's not unusual. It's not. It's not like you've gone into prostitution. <laughs> exactly. just need to get over it. I mean, I mean, the book's already written. I'm just going because I'm one of those people that'll go through the book. I'd already gone through the book once before I submitted it to the previous publisher, and they liked it. So I'm pretty sure this other company is going to like it. 
but I'm just one of those people that it's like, okay, let me give it one last look over because as I'm going through it and I'm looking at parts and it's like, okay, I can rewrite this. I can add this in to make this better. So it's like I have my own. They don't have any deadlines, but I have my own deadline of getting it in by the end of the week. So that right in before the new year, so that hopefully I go into the new year with the possibility of something really good coming out of it. Well, that'd be good. I mean, my mother go. My mother, my mother told me, you know, this could belly flop on you, and it's like I understand. I understand the risks of doing it. I mean, I could do this, and yeah, it could completely blow up in my face, and you know. Well, but the worst case scenario, if it does, if it doesn't go through, it's not. It's not as if you'd be out tons and tons of money and have no job and, right. you know, be completely without. You still have work. You're not putting out a whole lot to get this done. You yeah, know, there are some thousand. people. Yeah, it's a few thousand, but it's not yeah. as if you have to, like, mortgage your house, sell a car, donate a kidney something absolutely yeah. extreme which some people have done to get into publishing or some other crazy company, risks you know company, well, they, yeah. they let me do it in payments so i mean it's not like they're they're wanting the full amount right up front well that's good that'll make it a little easier okay. on you yeah, and I can put it on credit cards. My mother goes, you're acquiring more credit card debt. And it's like, I've had credit card debt since, like, forever and a day now. I've been juggling credit card debt for how long now? This is not a new per- new thing for me. <laughs> yeah, I've noticed that the baby boomer generation doesn't seem to understand that pretty much all of us, that they have spawned are drowning in credit card debt because they have created a system, a financial system that requires it, that screws everybody, that that makes it so like there's no way you can ever be financially without debt. Right. And unfortunately, uh, part of the credit card debt actually came from my mother and having to buy the new refrigerator. So it's kind of like part of this is your well, yeah. Part you, of your mom has no room to talk. So. If if she's requiring you to okay for her appliances. Well, see, I I offered to do it simply because we needed it, and I knew that her credit, she would never have been able to get the credit card or pay for the credit card because um, she no longer has a job. Why does yeah. she not have a job anymore? Um, remember when she broke her foot? Oh, yeah, that's right. You don't know. Um, last year, 
for was it last year or two years? It was last year, I believe. It must have been last year because I was still on the show two years ago. Yeah, it was last year. Last year. Um, Mom came home from work, and she went to step back off a step. And instead of hitting the step, instead of, like, hitting, because she thought she was on the first step and she was going to, like, touch the ground, she was on the second step. Ah. Oh, yeah. So chipped her bone, chipped her bone. Basically had multiple fractures of her foot. And anything below your hip, anything below your hips is going to take five times longer to heal than any any bone above your hip. Because Except your back, because your back is programmed to not heal, apparently. Well, then, oh, and, and anything below your hip, you're putting a large amount of your weight on, especially your feet. Yeah, so That's your true. feet are it's taking your feet are taking a hundred percent of your weight. Your knees are taking about anywhere probably seventy five percent. Seventy five percent of your weight. So that's why those injuries always take a lot longer to heal. Well, they wanted her to come back to work after she went through, and unfortunately it was a lot less time for her family medical leave because Mm -hmm. of me. Because the year before she had taken off time to take care of me for a month. Mm. So that was calculated out. Mm. So unfortunately, she got she went through all of her all of her time, and unfortunately, you know they always say that family medical leave protects the employee. I'm sorry, it it protects the employer. It does. Because it gives them a reason to fire somebody. Even though that's not supposed to give them a reason to fire somebody because like you're not supposed they're not supposed to be able to fire you for taking a benefit that you're legally entitled to. But But then again they're not supposed to be able to fire you for, for filing workman's comp either, but they do that all the time. Yeah. Employers are just shifty. So, that's that's just yeah. the, the main thing right there. Is employers are shifty anymore. Yeah, but um yeah, she was she was fired because um she was still in the Una boot on crutches and she went to the same orthopedic I went to. And my orthopedic Okay, it's been how many years since I've had the surgery, and he still will not let me work outside of the house. Mm. Simply because... Yeah, I think it's been like three or four years, something like that. Yeah, simply because he knows how sensitive, how, how, how my knee will get. 
and he knows I'm not faking it because when he goes to touch it, I'm looking at him and I'm not looking at where he's touching my knee at. Mm. And most people, if they're faking it, they're going to be looking to make sure it's the same exact spot. Whereas with me, I'm looking dead straight at him. Mm-hmm. I'm looking him straight in the eyes. So he knows I'm not faking it. <sighs> but, yeah, she she was um, unfortunately terminated, but... I mean, she had enough medical problems anyway that she should have really went on to disability a long time ago. She has seizure disorder. She has a voice issue, which we finally have after over 20 years of not knowing or 25 years of not knowing what it was. We actually have a name for what and what it is, mm-hmm. and and there is a treatment for it. Oh, sweet! That's always nice. So I'm still waiting to before, find out what I heard all the time. Whereas before, there was no treatment for what she had. Well, they can't treat it if they don't know what it is. True. Well, they just said it was just due to stress. They didn't even have a name for what the condition was called, what the condition was. Because basically what it is, is her vocal cords jump, touch, and it cuts her voice out. Oh. And when she gets really stressed, it gets worse. So you can barely hear her, and I've ended up becoming her interpreter. So, but I think also that's another reason why she's a little scared about me taking and doing this whole book thing because she's not working. I'm the only one in the house working, and you know, if something happens with my job, you know. thing about writing is you can do it on the side like right and as I said the book you know it's not like you've joined a traveling circus right and the book's already finished so all I have to do is just finish my final read through and send it off And they'll take it from there. I mean, they do all the marketing. They do, they'll do the copywriting. They'll do press releases to over a hundred different, a hundred news outlets. Um, the new package I actually just picked up. Actually, will they'll do a book trailer which if you've ever Googled a book, sometimes they'll have, like, a trailer for it. Mm-hmm. 
So, I mean, you never know. I mean, maybe the book will be good enough to get the book trailer, and maybe the story will be good enough. Maybe I can get a movie deal out of it. You never know. <laughs> well, I wish you luck with your movie deal. <laughs> It'll just, just remember that that right now Johnny Johnny Depp is 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 a controversial figure. So avoid having him in your movie for the time being. <laughs> I don't think he'd fit with any of the characters. <laughs> I don't think he'd fit any of the characters I have, so. <laughs> That's nonsense. Johnny Depp can fit any character. <laughs> An agent who works for a secret organization who takes and fights terrorism? Absolutely he could do that. Have you not seen him in... In Once Upon a Time in Mexico. <laughs> Which was an incredibly violent but amazing movie. Well, mine won't be violent. Mine will just be a little bit... Mine ha- My book has a lot of... I'm a plot twist type person. Well, so it's like, tell us. So it's 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 one of those books where it's kind of like you have to read it all the way to the end to find out what ha- what is really going on. Because the ending kind of just like you you just look at it kind of like what just happened. Because I've had a few people read the book and they've come back to me and went, How in the world did you come up with that ending? Well, let me know when you set up your Patreon account. Yeah, let us both know. Well, as soon as because I'm I'm gonna raise I'm gonna raise Summerblade to be your first Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) Well, as soon as I have it set up and ready and raring to go, as soon as I figure out price points and what I want to give out at those price points. And once the book is in and approved, it'll be put up on Facebook and well, YouTube will be the first two people to find out. I'll message YouTube first before I post. Okay. <laughs> and then I'll see how, who's the first person to hit which tier. <laughs> But, but anyway, this was um, this is just kind of um, a little bonus show to add on to last week, um, since we will definitely not be having a show next week. 
just because I don't think I can go two weeks three, three two weeks without a show. <laughs> yeah, it's just gonna be Tony. Oh. I, I think that I'm reminds me. Tony with withdrawal. That reminds me. My term starts again on the eighth, on January eighth. Well, then, perfect. This way we can have you on the show one last time before you go back to school. Yeah. See, I knew this was a perfect idea. Yeah, I have good ideas once in a while. (laughs) Yes, you do. Even when I get up at 5 o'clock in the morning and have to drive all the way home. Ew, 5 o'clock in the morning. I do that on a regular basis. I don't recommend uh, it. I had to do that this morning because I had to come home because my full-time job will not let me work from my uncle's house. Yeah. They are evil bastards. Oh, goodness. That's why I'm waiting for my contract job. My contract job is actually, um, they're getting rid of their contract employees. But my, I had one supervisor I worked for before that pulled me in. And as of tomorrow, I become an official employee of the company. Oh, good. So I don't have to worry. And as soon as they get a full-time position open, I'll be, she'll reach right out to me. Well, see, you've got a lot of good things coming your way, though. Yeah. No, but this was just kind of a bonus episode to add on to last week. Since last week we wished everybody a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, whatever holidays is that you guys you celebrate. This week we just wanted to go ahead and kind of tell everybody what we plan to do in the new year. And wish all of our listeners a happy new year. So happy new year, everybody. Yep, happy new year. Happy oh happy boxing day to our to our oh, listeners in the right. UK if we have any. Like Vicky Brownies right. find this terribly. Sorry about that, everybody. Everybody in the UK, happy Boxing Day. I forgot today was Boxing Day. I never yep. forget today is Boxing Day. I, I my, my biggest regret is that since we live here in the United States, we don't celebrate Boxing Day. I think it's a terrible, terrible thing that we, we need to correct at some point. We should all celebrate Boxing Day. I agree, because then I'd still be at my uncle's house. <laughs> but then I have to come home tomorrow and shovel out a 90-foot driveway. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah, well. 
by myself. Can't win them all. Can't win them all. We almost had a white Christmas. So, do you want our white we Christmas? Had a white... I'll be more than I'll be more than happy to send it to you. Sure. No, we had we had a white Christmas Eve, but it was gone by Christmas morning. Actually, gone by by Christmas Eve night, really. But lucky. It it did briefly kind of kind it 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 hailed on Christmas Eve morning, and the hail stuck. And then it snowed a little bit. Um, if you were between like 400 and 500 feet above sea level. Mm-hmm. So, and and of course the snow stuck to the ice. So, but it was it was all gone by the time we got home on Christmas Eve. So. Lucky. Melody was upset. She's like, why isn't the snow still here? <laughs> because this is Oregon, and we're on in the wrong part of Oregon to have snow be here on Christmas. We've had snow she on Valentine's Day, snow. but never on, never on Christmas. She can have our snow. <laughs> well, you well, can live you in know, Maryland where we usually don't get snow till Easter. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, last year, the first day of 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 call of winter term was delayed because we had like inches of snow, and it uh-huh. stayed for like two weeks. People were we, the first day we walked down to the coffee shop on Main Street because God bless their hearts, they were still open. <laughs> they still they were still open. They still had employees who braved the snow to get to work. And so we were gonna make that, that, that sacrifice worth it. So we walked down there and as we're walking down Main Street and Tigard, and this is this is like Twilight Zone for me, I see a couple with like a baby in like those those ergo baby carriers. Mhm. Like the, the 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 kangaroo pouch thing, you know, walking down yeah. Main Street wearing snowshoes. Uh-huh. Okay. I didn't even know people here owned snowshoes, but apparently their transplant, surprise surprise, was money. So they go up to the mountains in the winter a lot. So they have snowshoes. Uh-huh. They were probably waiting to break them out. <laughs> I'm like, so what day we're gonna I, need these? <laughs> I am 37 yeah. years old. This is the first time I have seen real life snowshoes ever. See, it's always hilarious to see people come to Chicago in the winter, especially this winter, because we did not have any snow until Christmas Eve. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we were, like, we were having, like, really nice weather. And then all of a sudden the temperature drops. 
Okay. Yeah. And you can tell the people who came here for a visit. Because they're the ones who are bundled up 15 ways from Sunday. They look like Eskimos. While the regular Chicagoans are just wearing regular raw shorts and flip flops. Oh. <laughs> actually, I have one friend who actually did do that in the winter. But he he had a better tolerance to cold than I do. I feel partial breeze and I'm freezing. Now, see, I have an aunt who lives in California. She was she she has spent you know the the first you know twenty or so years of her life here in Oregon. So I don't know why this. I, I guess well, I guess forty years in California maybe you lose your sense of being an Oregonian. But but yeah, so we see pictures of her during the winter. On Facebook, well, not me anymore because she blocked me because I got mad at her for acting like Lindsay Lohan from Mean Girls. But, um, oh my, yeah, but, but, but I mean, she's she's sixty seven years old, so I feel like at some point you have to grow up. But anyway, oh uh, yeah, used to see like pictures of her on on Facebook. That my dad still does, and like come winter, she's like. She's wearing, like, a heavy winter coat and a scarf and, like, a beanie hat. And she lives in Newport Beach, California, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and my dad will make comments on her posts, like, gee, Nikki, looks like you're freezing. What is it, 65, 70 degrees there? Oh my God! She comes to Oregon. She's always freezing, and like I show up, and you know, I'm wearing a short sleeve shirt and jeans because <laughs> it's spring. And mm-hmm. she's like, "Aren't you cold?" I'm like, "No, actually, I think I might be overdressed." But it's 65 degrees. I know we're having a heatwave. <laughs> Not as bad as when summer hot comes Because that's going to get to be like 90 to 100 And that's just going to suck And she's like But that's nice I'm like no, no it's not You're just confused Because you live at the mouth of hell <laughs> <laughs> Oddly enough the mouth of hell has a beautiful beach But it's still it's You know it's SoCal, so it still gets pretty darn hot there. Oh, I imagine so. Okay. Hold on one quick second here. Okay. Hey there. Sorry, that was my mother. My mother is not at home. My mother is still at my uncle's house. So that's my Christmas present to myself. 
a whole week without my mother. Uh, getting to be at home where you can get some stuff done and be yeah, by I yourself. To, and I don't have to listen to her complain. <laughs> Enjoy that. I've had five years without my mother. It's been the best five years I've I've ever had. Well, see, when you're with, when well, she's here 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days out of the year. When the only when when it's like the only time that you get away from her is when you go to see the doctor by yourself, or it's your birthday and you're taking yourself out for your birthday. Has she considered a hobby, like an outside the house hobby, like where you go to a vineyard and drink wine while painting the scenery? No, or she has an art studio where you drink wine. Well, while painting like a bowl of fruit or whatever, <laughs> she doesn't like wine. Well, well neither do I, but I like painting. I don't think that drinking wine is compulsory. And unfortunately, she does have a hobby, but it's only during the spring and summer. It's gardening, and she complains about that because I can't. I don't go outside to help her, but, of course, she's outside working on that when I'm working. Oh, goodness. Well, can you really do gardening with a bum knee anyway? Uh, No. Because I can't, I've got to watch how much activity I do because the more activity I do, the more that nerve starts to wake up and realize, oh, you're doing something. Mm-hmm. And then Yeah, she needs another boom. hobby for the for, for for fall and winter. She has one bugging the heck out of me. Yeah, besides that. When when one more she leaves the house. Like it's really I know, because I'm a hermit and it's really not healthy to like stay in the house all day. Unless you're the sort of person that can sit back in your own room and not leave it. And even then it's probably not healthy. I just deal with it really well. <laughs> so do I. Oh, Bulbasaur Excuse wants me. to say hi. Good. Bulbasaur wants to say hi. Hold on. Oh. Oh. Hi, Bulbasaur. Oh, is that not so the cutest cute. laugh ever? <laughs> that is so stinking cute. That is cute. It just makes oh. me feel happy looking at his, his beautiful face and hearing his little bulby voice. Aw. <laughs> Almost like having a real one. Yep. If only it was real and I could have it use fine whip to grab the cat and just, like, carry the cat around where it couldn't do damage. <laughs> use it to corral the cat. Corral the baby. Or better yet, I get a Bulbasaur 
to 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 take care of Melody, and then a squirtle to follow the cat around and just squirt the cat, and he just <laughs> does something wrong. There you go. Well, you know the new Alolan meows is gray, as is Alolan Persian, <laughs> and and their Pokedex entries, like, so remind me of. Um, Potter. <laughs> let me see if I can. Here, let me. Okay, so. Alolan, yeah, because it's their dark it's type in addition to being normal. Fickle. Yeah, well, it's it's not normal anymore. It's just dark type. I mean, it yeah. still makes it weak to to fighting type moves, but whatever. Anyway, uh, it's impulsive, selfish, and fickle. It's very popular with some trainers who like giving it the attention it needs. And then uh, Alolan Persian says, in contrast to its lovely face, it's so brutal that it tortures its weakened prey rather than finishing them off. Oh. Yeah, that means yeah. It's a beautiful Pokemon, though. It's one of my favorites. I beat the Elite Four with it. <laughs> and, and, and Alolan Meowth can only evolve into Persian with friendliness towards the trainer. Mhm. So so it's much harder to, you know, it's harder to evolve it than regular Meowth, which just evolves at a level 20. But yeah, Potter Potter reminds me of Alolan Meowth in Persian. <laughs> hmm. Like if if our other cat Kyrie comes out like just just to come out and walk around. Like, he sees her, he casually walks up to her, grabs her, and tries to chew on the back of her neck. Ooh. She's 11. Her alone. Oh, my. He, at no point, has tried to thing. be nice to her. Yeah, and at no point he's tried to be nice to her. He hasn't tried to lick her or, like, rub her or lay next to her. He just wants to bully her. So I've started getting mad at him. Well, I've been getting mad at him, but I, I now carry around a squirt bottle because he's been, ever since he broke my, my windstone dragons. Ooh. And those are collectible, like really collectible. He broke basically $300 worth of statue. Yeah. Even though I the uh, the the artist lives in Oregon and I have her on Facebook, and I told her what happened and then that I needed to know what kind of paint to use to fix it. She won't tell me what kind of paint she uses. Mhm. But I know it's not high quality acrylic, which is what she recommends for the paint your own. Like mm-hmm. I'm like BS. <laughs> I'm an artist. Don't tell me that you're basically using like high quality acrylic. You're using some kind of special specialty enamel. Don't don't pull that crap with me. Mm-hmm. But can re-sculpt the parts of the resin that when it fell couldn't be salvaged? Because mm-hmm. epoxy sculpt will approximate that. It's just a question of get, making the paint getting the right paint. 
Yeah, you got to match the colors and whatnot. Well, the color, the texture, the shine, because they're all mm-hmm. kind of these metallic blues and greens and golds and purples. And folk art has that, but it's not going to look the same. Texture is wrong because this is not acrylic right. that she's using, you know, because acrylic is plasticky. And this is not plasticky. This is like... This is this has to be enamel. There's no way it's anything other than an enamel or an oil-based thing. But, yeah. So now I have to figure out how to figure out what I need to use to match the paint. Because even if I go into Blick Art Supply... I don't think I've seen anything in their store that looks, at least the one in Beaverton, that looks remotely like the paint. But anyway, where was I? Sorry, I'm complaining. Where was I? I was com- talking about the cat. The cat's been breaking things and attacking the Christmas tree and the presents and people and Kyrie. Oh, I used to do will no longer have anything to attack soon, soon enough. Well, you know, our cat Potter, he's a lot like book Harry Potter. You know, like, movie Harry Potter was surprisingly, uh, like, grown up when he was 11. The book Harry Potter was a sassy, kind of snotty little little boy. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Well, you know, at 11, you know, you kind of have that little brat streak for a while. Well, yeah. I mean, it was very realistic. Like, I love I love book Harry. But, but it, you know, he broke all the rules. He broke all the things. <laughs> it's like that, that, that meme that goes around every once in a while. Like, it's a cartoon drawing of Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. With like the the thought bubble that says, "Harry, you broke all the things, but you did it spectacularly." A hundred points for Gryffindor. And I'm paraphrasing cool. because I remember that we're a family-friendly show, so there's a lot of words I can't use. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're still live. Well, yes. Um. I know you need to be getting off to work, Summerblade. Well, actually, they changed my schedule, so I'm doing the late vacant shift tomorrow. And I actually, they gave me today off. Okay, so I, I didn't still know that. have to get to bed. <laughs> yeah, I didn't find that out until a few hours ago, actually. Somebody called me and said, hey, we changed your schedule. I went, oh, okay. At least they told you before you left for work. Yeah. Yeah. I've had, when I worked at Safeway, there was like days that I didn't go to work because it was my day off. And they're like, why are you here? Because it's my day off. Well, we changed the schedule. Great. If you're going to change the schedule after you post it, you need to... Call me and let me know, or at least, you know, 
and better yet, ask me if I can actually work that day. Because once you post a schedule, I take a picture of it, and I don't check back in. I'm not going to check in every day to see if you've changed the schedule on a whip. It's not going to happen ever, so you better get used to it. <laughs> or <laughs> they'd like, I drive into work, oh, we took you off the schedule. We're giving more hours to... to Anyway, well, need, yeah. I, sorry, Fred, I, I interrupted yeah. me. That's okay. Yeah, they um, either change the to... schedule and, and not tell me because and, and get mad that I didn't come into work when I wasn't supposed to work originally, or they change the schedule and take me off the schedule and not tell me until I get in. Oh, jeez. Don't ever work for Safeway, by the way. They suck. Mm. But I, I do need to get off to bed because I've got some stuff to do before I go into work tomorrow. And I need to go to bed myself because I'm not used to being up at 5 a.m. Yeah. It's a little okay. rough when you're not used to it. I'm used well, and, to... And isn't it like literally... 11 your time, Summer Blade? Yes, it is. To it? Yep. Yeah. And that means that it's like almost 10 Pandora's time. Yeah, and I had, when I got home, I actually had to shovel my sidewalk and 90% of my driveway before I started work this morning. Mm. Well, then I think this is a good place for us to stop right now and we reconvene after the new year. Yes, our next show will be on the 8th. We were glad to have you back, even if it was only for a couple of shows. As I said, I'm glad I decided to kind of do this bonus thing because I kind of wanted to see what this will pop up because Blog Talk given us this counter episode. Mm-hmm but it's only started counting from a certain point. So, and then gotcha. it also gives us an option for it to be a bonus show or a promo. Okay. Well, then I guess this will be our first bonus show under that counting thing. Yeah, so I um, don't know. I'm I'm just kind of curious to see what it'll what it'll look like if it'll look any different. I guess we'll see. But also, I just wanted to kind of just give it give a show, like just wish everybody, all of our listeners, a happy New Year. Uh, for those of you who are Chinese or are in China, happy. Happy Year of the Dog. I know Sam will be happy to be appreciated. I'm sure he will. Even if he is in box form. Yeah. Buddy's mother finally got to see his urn this this last weekend, so... She was happy with the picture I picked of him being seven years and three months old. 
as I told her, he is forever young. Oh. That way. So, until January 8th. Yep. Yep. See you. Well, yeah, see you then. Well, I won't see you. I'll be in class. But we'll think of you. Good luck in class. Good luck with school again. I said I'm glad I decided to do this extra extra show since it got got you to get get one more show in before you went back to school. Yes, me too. So, until 2008, fans have a safe and. Happy New Year, and hopefully 2018 will be be a good year. I hope, hope so. so. Then I me too. Um, I'm banking a lot on 2018 right now. <laughs> so until then, Tony Night Nights. Good night, everybody. Tony Night Night. This is Kim and you have listened to Pony Talk. See you next week. Bye bye. Is that it? Are we alone? (sighs) Well, we had my little Pony Talk really to wish everybody a healthy and happy new year. May every one of your wishes for resolutions for the coming new year come true for you. And we will see you again on January 8th. Until then, good night.